Hello, and welcome to episode 105 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Palin, and with me is Casey Brady. This week we have a pretty darn good podcast for you. We're going to take a look at Maze Runner. The. The Maze Runner. Kind of the. And The Wind Rises for the Movie Club segment, since Bob recommended it to me. I did. I did. Our top five is going to look at our top five most anticipated films of 2015. Of the whole year. Yes, the whole year. It definitely will change. I can almost guarantee oh, yeah. it. It always does. Um, especially for the later half of the year. Definitely. I feel like our summer blockbusters will be somewhat the same. We'll see. We'll see. But, um, yeah, so you said this should be a good podcast. And if you think it is, you should head over to the... It's not the... www.podcastawards.com <laughs> uh, The nominations are open. Or you can vote slash nominate your favorite podcast in different genres. If if you'd be so kind to nominate us in the movie slash film seg- section, we would appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty simple process. All you got to do is write in the name of the podcast in the URL, which is theredboxreport.com. So do it. In the URL? Yes. Wouldn't that just take them to our website? Yeah. Well, I guess they want to make sure that it's a real podcast. I don't know. Hey. Oh, type our URL. Yes. In their, like, in their little... Th- not, don't type in your URL, our No, website. in your URL, you type in podcastawards.com. Yeah. And then when prompted, ours. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. Be Easy need process. To, Easy process. Hope you need to be nominated, but I have no uh, expectations of being so Oh, I do. We will win this year. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, well, The Maze Runner. Yeah, another Um, teen, based off another teen adult uh, novel. Young adult novel city. That's Um, all movies are nowadays. It seems like it, and usually trilogies or so forth. You have the Divergence series, you have uh, The Giver, you have... uh, The Taker. The Taker. Um, Hunger Games. Hunger Games, Twilight. Um, what's that one? There's so many, it's hard. Yeah. Um, Lightning Thief, Percy Jackson. Yeah, yeah. The other one that I keep getting confused with, Percy Jackson. uh, I'm number four or something? Remember (laughs) that? I don't even know if that was based off of one. I think it was. It feels like it was. Yeah. Um, But even when they're not based off of a book, they're based off of the idea of that kind of thing. Absolutely. So, expectations for the Maze Runner? Had you read the book... I had I try to always read the book before the series because I actually surprisingly I kind of like these books. Um, like I, I liked well I didn't like the Divergence ones but I did like Harry Hunger Potter Games, I liked. Harry Potter absolutely but I feel like th- those movies are on a completely different tier. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually in the middle of reading um, some Stephen King, so I didn't have time to read. Maze Runner, but based off of the trailers, Maze Runner actually looked like it was willing to go farther. It was a little bit darker. Um, so I actually thought this was going to be a, a much better one than the previous uh, movies we've seen in this genre. Yeah, I didn't have the same thought. I thought this looked just as dumb as like Divergent. Just based on what I heard. I didn't even see a trailer or anything. I just heard about it, and it, to me it didn't sound that great. 
hmm. seem like a forced, uh, yet another forced um, idea for one of these kinds of movies. Hmm. And uh, I feel like I was right. You were right? Yes. You didn't like this film. Wow. Not very much at all, no. No. Wow. You liked it. Um, I didn't hate it. I definitely think base. I mean, it was much better than the, the Divergent. I, yes, I will agree. It's better than um, Divergent. <laughs> and I saying a lot. And I still think it was better in several aspects than um, than Hunger Games. No, no, not even close. Some aspects. There's several aspects actually. I don't think in any aspect. <laughs> in any aspect. Well, I'll hear you. It out. is much darker. I'll hear you out. Uh, and it was much willing to go farther. So I was right in that. They, you were able to see people getting killed. Um, most of these films, not even none of that even happens whatsoever. It's all very childish. This film, um, I feel like there were some. Hunger Games is pretty dark. Not at all. I mean, these are kids killing kids, and they don't. Like, no, it doesn't seem like that at all. Hmm. Well, I like those movies more than you, so I always give them the benefit mm-hmm. of the doubt. Mm-hmm. I feel like a softy, but yeah. I don't know. I did think flank. I did think. <laughs> That uh, this movie opened really good. The opening shot was pretty cool. I actually, I will fully uh, agree with you on that. Even though deep down I don't like it, I know it was actually cool uh, having all of a sudden just startled this kid waking up. Um, it puts you in his spot. Exactly. Like, and that's a really neat aspect to it. Um, and it, they actually did a really good job of being confused and made yeah. the audience confused. Yeah. Uh, but I don't like that. I kind of want to know what's happening. So for me, I didn't like it, but I appreciate it. I didn't. I, I do think they did a really good job of putting us in the shoe, uh, shoes of this kid. Well, he to be fair, he only him. had one shoe on. So. No, didn't. <laughs> no, see, I could go either way, like an in media res opening or just a straightforward opening. But as long as it's well done. I feel like this opening was well done. It puts you in his perspective. You were just as confused as he was. But then, five minutes later, it was just the same as any other movie. That conceit only lasted for so long mm-hmm. before they just settled into that typical groove. That It's just like a record, a nice record. They found the groove and it just went right along it. Hmm. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah. Um, the one thing. Okay, so this is about uh, a group, a society yes, of kids wow. inside of um, this little grassland that you find out is within a a huge maze. This society of kids are trying to survive. Uh, every once in a while, sending out kids, other kids who they call maze runners, into this big maze, trying to find a way out. Um, and this period focuses on one of the new people coming into the maze, which happens once every month. But this new kid is now stirring up uh, the society, stirring up the way of life, and new things are happening with the maze and within the society. Yeah, it's, it has a very Lord of the Flies type feel, I felt. Yeah, but have you, have you ever seen Lord of the Flies? Yes, much, much better. <laughs> way better. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I, I can't agree with the idea, sort of. That like, seemed like they were going for that kind of feel. This These group of guys just forced to survive on their own, provide for themselves, even like the politics and everything in between themselves. But I, it, I felt like that's one thing I wish there was a ton more of, was the structure of the society, the politics of the society, 
um, getting to know people's roles, if there were even roles. Um, it just, they, I felt like they completely ignored that. I mean, you did see that there was one leader, you did see that there were maze runners, but then everyone else is everyone else. There's nothing, they didn't show yes, a structure. You really don't get a feel for these characters, their personalities. Not really. I mean, there's a couple that kind of stand out, but they're just caricatures. They're not real characters, I don't feel. I, don't th- I wouldn't even, I wouldn't say that, though. That's going really? too far. They were pretty normal. I never cared about yeah. anybody. No, I didn't, but they're not caricatures. They did. They weren't at the well, extremes. Well, just like, or... they're just basic character types. No individuality. Yeah, I would agree with that more yeah. so. Um, and, you know, I, I felt like the way you said that you wish it would more of, of the, like, the opening stuff and getting to know them or whatever, mm-hmm. there either needed to be a lot more of that and really just let it breathe and really get into it, or a lot less. Because you can feel this was designed to be a trilogy immediately. You can tell. Yeah. This whole movie just feels like a long first act to me. I can agree, yeah. So I felt like either really dive deep and do a really good job of it, or let's do this whole series, let's just try to make a really good movie in one movie, if it's two and a half hours long, and but you get all this, if you think your story's good, get it in there. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like the edit of this movie could have been like the forty-five to an hour mark of a really good movie, if they would have edited it a certain way. Possibly, I mean, they, I think they won. I, I think the movie was about an hour and fifty minutes. Mm-hmm. I would have been okay if they would have added an extra hour, added more in the beginning, um, which they easily could have done and actually shown to society. But then a pretty cool part was the maze and them going through it. But I felt like they didn't show much of that either. Yeah, I almost felt like they didn't show anything. That this there was not much that they had. Um, yeah, somehow it felt rushed and yet at the same time meandering and too long. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Like they had all the in between parts, and that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. There was no substance throughout the film. I actually wrote down good ending dot 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 for a first act. I felt pretty good about myself. I have to say, the ending of the film, I actually really did like. I did, too. It, like, threw you for a little bit of a loop, somewhat of a reveal, and then a little bit of a twist. Which, mm-hmm. like I said, it's it, it was a cool thing, but I don't think it was, like, a, a great end point for a movie that who knows if you're going to get another one. It felt like a good end to a book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or maybe a good end to a chapter of a book. Yeah. And then I do want to see what happens in the next chapter. Yes, I would agree. Or in Game of Thrones, 20 chapters down the road <laughs> yes, or something. You know? Yes, But, um, but yeah, the maze part, well how, well, how did it look? How do you think it looked? It felt hit or miss for me. Some parts, sometimes I thought it looked pretty good, and then other times I thought it looked very cheap and really... What, do you know any of any specifics of when you thought it looked cheap? I'm trying to remember. Just a lot of the maze stuff. You did? Really? Well, but some, like I said, sometimes it looked good, but then sometimes, I don't know if it was, I saw it on DVD, not Blu-ray, I don't know. It just sometimes had that cheap CGI quality that, like, uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine had at times. But it was inconsistent, I would say. Okay. I actually liked the way the CGI looked. I really liked the way the maze looked um, from an aerial perspective. Um also from within uh, also the camera angles I thought they did a pretty good job with that I really actually like the cinematography I thought it didn't stand out for me I thought compared to a lot of these other young adult films 
that the cinematography was actually good. Um, you got to feel different different emotions based upon the way the camera was, whether it was running with certain characters or whether it was standing still looking at a large group and being able to be intimate, yet um, kind of, um, you know, I guess broader uh, at certain times. I thought they actually did a good job with that. Okay. It added know. more emotion to the film than the actors did. I can see what you're saying. Like the whole perspective thing again. If the main character's over here and the group's talking about him huddled around, you kind of you can't hear what they're saying and you can kind of feel actually, that. And, and I, I think the light actually was a pretty good job. The way the lighting was out in the... I don't remember what the grassland was called. Me either. Um, the grassland. But the grassland. with it. The grassland. Um, it was extremely bright and vibrant in colors. Um, in the actual woods. You really think really it cool. was? Vibrant? Yeah. I would describe this movie as dull and dark. Really? Well, Not the ma- in, I didn't think it looked interesting. The maze was. The maze was very dull and dark. Uh, but I, I liked that contrast. I thought the contrast mm. was really good. Um, and it showed life versus death. Um, and that was a really good distinction because the maze was death. Because no one it, ever survives. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but then when this kid comes in, he all too easily breaks that uh, yeah. myth. You Why know? is he so good? <laughs> like he has, yeah. There's no reason. He I just did. got lucky. Or Yeah. And this one get, this one this one maze runner who I actually he was my favorite character. Um, I can't remember any characters. Really, not even the main character. I don't know their names. Um, Doug. Well, I remember the original or the main guy is Thomas. Mm, yes. Um, but the, the maze runner who is Asian, uh, he was he's the best maze runner out of all of them. Um, where was I going with? Oh, he's he's checked this entire maze himself over and over and over and over and over again. Yet somehow he doesn't find the one little thing. Yeah, that Thomas finds in his first try. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but the one chosen th- one, classic, the chosen one style storytelling. Yeah. But the thing I that I liked actually was the outside, not in the maze. I thought they really created a sense of place a little bit for the uh, where they lived. I didn't think it was for the great part. No, for uh, in the beginning, like just where their home base, the grasslands. Oh, like, like I said, they're going for the Lord of Flies. Obviously, they didn't reach that, but I felt like that was the most successful uh, part and atmosphere. I t- I don't think they they established it well enough. I wanted more. No, of it. I absolutely wanted um, more. Like at one point, they show a little house in the woods that they the, the maze runners all go to and they have meetings. That was so cool. I wanted to see more of that. I wanted to see more that they had this. They had this tribal house for the leaders of the, the, the group. Like I wanted to see more of that. I wanted yeah. to see where where did all the other people live? You know where did they sleep? Just in a hammock or something? The well, main... I think they did sleep in a hammock. So yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. I will think about that. Um, <laughs> the May stuff was so uninteresting to me. It was just really, I don't know, generic. It, it was the monsters weren't. First of all, I wanted to get to that. I did not know there was monsters involved. I thought the maze would be like. Other people, other kids from different sectors that had to—that would be pretty cool, you know—that had to only one or can get through or something like that. I had no idea it was going to be like spider monsters. That did make... you like that though, or no? Did you? No, like... I did not. I didn't no. think it was interesting at all. I think that's the obvious, like, easy choice to mm-hmm. make. And really, the sounds—they were going for Jurassic Park. Did you feel that? 
like every time the little spider monsters were snarling, it sounded like a velociraptor from Jurassic Park. Uh, and th- I mean, sort of. I thought they were going for. I, I mean, I thought it was pretty obvious when it sounded mechanical that you knew it was a machine. Um, I remember instantly the person I watched it with instantly knew it was a machine, almost like Lost Black Monster, which doesn't make sense. I never got answered. I don't think. <laughs> but anyway. Um, but then they tried to, like, oh my gosh, they found the leg, and when you look at the leg, it is a machine. Oh my gosh. Well, the first time you hear it... It's clangy. Exactly. Yeah. You know it's a machine. Mm-hmm. So it's not like some big surprise. <laughs> but the, uh, the the roaring, I guess, um, was a little, little bit much. And they weren't scary at all. Not even a tinge of, 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 of fear no, at all. not at all. Um... In the panic, the panic scenes when they are getting chased or when certain things are happening, such as at one point um, he's trying to raise uh, the leader up because he's knocked out, you know, and he's pulling pulling like this rope to pull the, the kid up, and you see one of the girls coming at him. There, I don't know why or what they did wrong or what they could have done better, but I didn't feel any panic at yeah. all, um, not even a bit of it. Yeah, I agree. And that happened throughout the whole film. Is that they kept trying to create this panic, and there never was any. And they tried to do something a little different. Whereas, if they get stung, they become zombies. Or yeah, I didn't understand that. <laughs> yeah, that was weird, right? Yeah. And then the one guy unzombifies because he just waits long enough. I no, they injected him with Did something. They? Okay, but that whole thing I didn't really get. Yeah, I, I didn't uh, too much either. Or what was the point of it? Plus, what was the point of bringing the girl in? So that Yeah, the, completely wasted. It's a whole group of guys, and eventually the very last person to the come in girl is a girl. She's the first and last. And, and there are so many possibilities of themes and, and really interesting stuff to do with that concept. But I don't Nothing. think they did she's anything just, at all. She disappears, basically. She'll show up to talk to Thomas a couple times, but yeah. you should. there should be conflicts of all these t- teenagers who are just coming into puberty Did you think with in, one girl. I gotta say, instantly, I thought, oh, oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> something's gonna go down. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, nothing at yeah. all. Yeah, I mean, that's some interesting ideas. What happens when you trap guys with nothing, with no girls? And... But even if they don't do that, because I can understand this yeah, as a, a kid's, kid's movie, but There's still the idea of it's something different. Yeah, why Why is she in there? Shouldn't yeah. they? I mean, they did question it, but it there there was no answers, mm-hmm. nothing. And they eventually forgot about it. Have I mean, they, they even been around women or girls at all? Like, And that's the other thing. There was They all have a loss of memory. Thomas eventually gets his back. Um, of course. But the, 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 the uh, consistency of the memory loss is completely crap in this film. Sometimes they remember certain things when they shouldn't, then they remember they don't remember things. Uh they knew they know exactly what a gun is, but yeah, they don't right. know, but they don't know it's selective memory. Yeah, it mm-hmm. didn't make sense. It really didn't make sense. Yep. Whatsoever. Um Yeah. And <laughs> sorry, <laughs> this is completely unrelated to anything, but I wrote it down and it's I think it's pretty funny. Remember the guy kills himself or stingers himself? Oh, yeah. I wrote down, uh, that's a stingicide. Classic case. Get it? I can't. I don't even know what to possibly say. <laughs> um, so, 
the way Thomas integrates himself into this group in the beginning, did you think that they did a good job of showing like him earn his earn the people's trust? Um, I felt it was so cheap, so much better done in uh, Cool Hand Luke. You know, a guy, an outsider coming into this group. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember how he even earned his way in. Um, I'm okay that he didn't, though. I'm okay with that. Basically, he just went through the maze and survived, and all of a sudden they bowed down to him. No, they didn't bow down to him. I don't think that there was a problem with that. I don't. I don't see the problem with it. Mm-hmm. What about the conflict with the uprising of the the bully guy and then the old leader? Now, Tom, they're going against each other. It's like Jack and Locke in Lost. Two different theories that finally collide and. Yeah, um, I would have to say I, I don't think it's as it was done perfectly, but it wasn't that bad. I was okay with it. Once again, I don't think it was that terrible. It didn't really work for me. I can, I, I mean, I'm okay with that, but, but it wasn't that bad. There's no way you can say it was so bad. No, nothing about this movie was so bad, and nothing about it was good. To me, this is the classic, meh, completely unmemorable. Just in one ear, out the other movie. I could definitely see the main actor becoming uh, a good actor later really? on in career. Yeah. I don't know. He just seemed uninteresting and no charisma to me. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. There is... Uh, whatever. <laughs> you have no eye for talent. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Time will tell. What's his name? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, like I said, the ending... Did have me intrigued. I definitely... It, it's gotten me intrigued enough. I want to watch the next one. I don't want to, but I'm sure we will anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I might re- I think I'm going to try to read the You know the sequel is already... Has a date for 2015. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <sighs> Just everything was so forced. Going through the motions to I, me. I, mean, I bashed it a lot. But it's definitely not as bad as Divergence. Not even close. Um, and I think, I really do think it's at least on par with The Hunger Games. No, not even close. I think it is. It just seemed like the director is just like, yeah, we'll go from this to this. Oh, yeah, then the story goes like this. And it's just filmed like, in a, I don't know, it seemed like it was filmed in a rush just to get these scenes and get from here to there instead of really doing anything interesting with what you have. I don't know. What would you give it? I'll give it a six and a half. Five and a half for me. Wow. See, you're so generous to some movies. Like, so generous. Then you're so harsh on films. This isn't that harsh. Five and a half isn't that bad. To me, that's like, that's a terrible film. You never dip below five. I I dip my toes (laughs) in the uh, sub-zero ratings. But, um... Would you recommend it to kids, adults? I would recommend it to most average viewers. They'd like it. Young adults, even? Yeah, I think almost everyone would like it, pretty much. The average person would. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But if you like quality stuff, like The Hunger Games, you probably won't like it. (laughs) But we're not looking forward to the Maze Runner sequel in 2015. But let's find out what we are looking forward to. Yes. It's our most anticipated 2015 release. 2015 is a gigantic year for it's, certain It's franchises. a pretty... Yeah, you got Terminator, Jurassic Park, Star Wars, Avengers. I mean, it's a lot of big-time blockbusters. 
But I really had a hard time finding a lot of movies that I was looking forward to, to be honest with you. This far out, I think it's so hard because a lot of movies are in film festivals first before they re get release dates. A lot of movies are announced. Dates will change. Mm -hmm. Some movies I have no idea what they are about, you know? And then as it gets closer, you find out more. So it's hard to just overreach the whole year. Absolutely. And I feel like when I'm th when I don't know much about a cert like certain movies, I go for the ones that I know are going to either be consistent or I'm just going to have a lot of fun with. Yes. Which are usually the blockbusters. I feel like I have a I mean, I don't I know. doubt that I doubt that all of these will end up on my top 10 at the end of the year. I guarantee But I have a feeling I will enjoy them all. I only think one of them will. I only, I really only think one will end up in my top ten, if even my top. I mean, top don't get me wrong. I'd love it if they did, because they're big. Some of them are pretty big movies, and I love a good blockbuster as much as the next guy. But it just never seems to work out that way. Well, you want me to kick it off? Yeah, you can kick it off. All right. Well, this will be easy to kick off because it's so small. Ant-Man is my number oh five. Oh, my God. The trailer just premiered last week. Uh, crazy. Paul Rudd. Mm. Michael Douglas. Paul Rudd, one of my favorite actors. Marvel superhero movie. And one that's completely original. So it's not just treading in the same water. Interesting concept. That's what Marvel does. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you hate Marvel in general, so I would never expect no, you not. to... I actually like the Marvel Universe. I don't like Marvel films. They're not that good. That's what I mean. You hate Marvel films, so... I don't know. I like the idea. I like what they could possibly do with Ant-Man. I read him and in the And they won't do it. <laughs> with Paul Rudd, anything is possible. Anything is possible. So, this... Uh, I just... I don't know. I'm giving the benefit of doubt to Paul Rudd. I know there's a lot of... Uncertainty with the director change at the last minute. It was going to be Edgar Wright, and then they switched to uh, the guy that directed Yes Man, the Jim Carrey movie. Mm -hmm. uh, Peyton Reed, I believe is his name. Uh, but I thought the trailer looked interesting, and I think they'll, they'll, they'll connect. I think it'll be a surprise. Not as big a surprise as Guardians of the Galaxy, but a lower-scale surprise. Uh, if you say so. It could be. You know what? It could be. Um... My number five is The Martian. Honorable Rid mention for the me. Ridley Scott film, um, based on the popular book. Yes, uh, I don't, I, I don't know the author. Um, me either. Sorry. But so Ridley Scott just recently, I think his most recent one was Prometheus. Nope. Was Exodus, Prometheus? Gods and Kings. Oh, Exodus. Okay, <laughs> but that's that's pretty darn random. I'm thinking, and the Counselor before that. He did the Counselor. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I guess his last... Uh, Decent movie. Well, his last sci-fi... Uh, yeah, um, yeah. ...was Prometheus. I hear it wasn't the best. You didn't see Prometheus? I haven't seen I it. Liked it. I liked it a lot. It, the trailer is one of the best trailers I've ever seen. It doesn't live up to that. Yeah. But I gave it a seven and um, a half. But uh, The Martian is going to have Matt Damon. Yep. Um, the way I'm picturing it, I don't know enough about it, but this is how I'm picturing it, which is why I'm anticipating I know a little it. bit, so let's see. So Matt Damon gets stranded on Mars uh, for an elongated amount of time, and so I'm thinking it's just going to be one actor in a very limited location. I think it will be. And almost like a castaway. Like, just, you know. Or moon. Or moon. Perf moon is a better example. Mars. Uh, they should have just called it Mars. Mars. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm really excited about that. Yeah, so. I've heard great things about the book. It sounds super interesting. And I, yeah, like you said, I like those kinds of movies. Matt Damon's a great actor. Ridley Scott is, n he's he's definitely hit or miss. And but it when seems he like hits, he hits. He's so hard. prolific, though. He he puts out these giant like generic to me epics like Robin Hood and Kingdom of Heaven and Exodus, and then he'll do interesting stuff like The Counselor and then really good stuff. So it's hard to predict, but the material's there, so he should be able to do a good job with it. I th I'm, I think it could be incredible. That, For me. Yeah, I, I was close to being my number five, so I agree. My number four is a comedy. The only comedy on my list It's Judd Apatow's newest, Trainwreck. Oh, okay, yeah. Starring Amy Schumer, comedian, in her first, at least, lead actress role. She um, was on Last Comic Standing, right? Yes, a while ago, and then she has Inside Amy Schumer on Comedy Central. Yes, okay, I know. It's okay show. It's not the best, but I like her stand-up. Love Judd Apatow when he directs. Not all of his movies that he produces are great, but he's pretty much four for four for me in direction. He did uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin, loved it. Knocked Up, loved it. Uh, funny People, loved it. This is 40, liked it a lot. Didn't love it, but... It was pretty good. He's he's pretty consistent. Yeah. Um, if you like one of his films, you're usually going to like all of them. It's going to be, well, to me, as far as I'm concerned, it's going to be really funny. It's going to be really long. So, I don't know. I just, I looked at the cast. It's got a ton of funny people, and uh, he's never let me down yet. So, I'm looking forward to see what he can do. Okay. Well, my number four, it's actually untitled. They don't have a title for it yet. Oh, that's... Um, but it is a Cold War thriller, Steven Spielberg directed, written by the Coen brothers. Um, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Um, but Ryan. Uh, Gosling? No. Oh, no. darn. I don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like this could be in a lot of people freak incredible are anticipating it. yeah it's uh it's gonna it could possibly be one of the greatest films i refuse i refuse to put anything that's untitled on my list i'm i actually why because just because it's untitled just because it didn't make my list and i wanted to make a proclamation <laughs> to me if you have it untitled so close to release date that means you care about it that you actually want the title to mean something or um, if you're cynical, it just means they haven't figured out the best way to market it yet. I think it's because they <laughs> want it to mean something. And if they care that much about just the title, that means he had to care that much about the movie. Well, if it's if it's anything like American Sniper, they sh could learn a thing or two. Maybe they'll call it Cold War mm. Sniper or something. Hey. <laughs> or pre-American Sniper. I don't know. Cold War is not pre-American. Never mind. I don't know what the Cold War but, is. But I mean, Spielberg... Oh, yeah. It's definitely one to watch for. I, wa I want to hear more, though, before mm -hmm. I can put it on the list. Yeah. Uh, my number three is Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay. You don't have that on your list? No. Wow. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The first I'm going to watch it, but I'm, I might not even watch it in theaters. Like, that's not... That blows my mind. But this is the sequel to Phase 2. Wait. I mean, it's like signifies the end of Phase 2. It's the sequel to the Avengers... Which I loved. It's already the end of Phase 2? Well, technically Ant-Man is, because it comes later, but these are the last two films of Phase 2 before the new Captain America kicks off Phase 3. Mm. But I really enjoyed the first Avengers. Not my favorite Marvel movie to date, but probably second or third. And 
the trailers look cool. I think I I love when all these guys get together. I love them in their individual films when they get together. Even better, Joss Whedon does a great job with this kind of stuff. He's really good at team movies. His talent should be some being. This he's perfect for this because he's a team guy. Buffy and that whole ensemble and which I've never seen, but uh, from what I hear. And uh, that one that you like that was only a season long. Firefly. Yeah, apparently. I mean, this is perfect for him. He's good at getting should... enough screen time for each person and making oh, a he's, cohesive... he's awesome. Exactly. That's the thing. He should be putting it towards real movies, not this crap. Ultron's a cool villain. I can't wait. Well, my number three is The Hateful Eight by Tarantino. Honorable um, mention. I, this last year... Or two, I've become a huge Tarantino fan. Um, so I'm really excited. Just really excited. And I think he's he's even... what well, It could be a bad thing, but I think he is now even putting more effort into what Since he's creating. Um, not not because it's gotten leaked, but I think he's still... He's caring more and more and more about his reputation. Um, he's been talking more about... You don't want to make too many movies. At a certain point, you can't make classics. You want to make everyone count. Exactly. Yeah. So it's either a really good thing or it's a really bad thing. Is he like, too aware of it? It's yeah, like when you're yeah, bowling yeah. for a 300 and you get to the 10th frame. You get nervous. And you get so nervous. So up. maybe he's doing that. I don't know. Uh, or maybe he's you know focusing so hard and it's going to be incredible. Um, but almost everything he puts out has been incredible. Yeah, so. I agree. I mean, it was basically my number six. I, I don't even know why I left it off. The cast is great. I love Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Something about it has me nervous, which for the past few, I haven't been. Like two westerns, I, that's what I'm... See, uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll I'm be different enough, about. but it it is weird that right after Django, he makes another western. Yeah. So, we'll That's see. my only problem with it, is or why I'm nervous. Yeah. I like when... I heard he was going to do a gangster movie. That would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. But... I'd like to see him do a sci-fi movie. I'd like to see him do any kind. But he doesn't... You know? The thing is, he... Like, people... Like, for him... He, on Like, if you get it, like, on face value, it looks like he does a lot of different things. But at the same time, it's really all the same, in a way. Or he makes it feel his own. It's, it's almost like his own universe. Yeah, but it's just, like, a, a lot of violence. Which I'm, I love. Yeah. But I feel like that's what he... He wants to make every one of his films just... Like that, and um, just a violent, fun film. Yeah, it's more. I mean, it's definitely more than just violent and fun. Um, right, but it's not boring and yeah. I, but yeah, it, there's no like slow-paced films. He's a master. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I would like to see him broaden his horizon and go for like a Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy type of film. Or I'd love to see his version of that movie because that movie is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> it is, or like a lock. Or something, you know. Something or like, like a that. blue Valentine. Yeah, maybe. Or American Comedy. Could you I... imagine? <laughs> Someone gets killed. Him and Judd Apatow team up to, <laughs> to do a movie. Uh, my number two is Jeff Nichols' next movie, Midnight Special. Wow. This is the guy that did Mud, Take Shelter, Shotgun Stories. Who's got is uh, Michael Shannon? Michael Shannon and um, I can't remember the actress's name, but this is actually he's taken a step up as far as budget. This is his first Hollywood, like not blockbuster, but uh, actual budget behind it. Uh, it's a sci-fi thriller, oh. which is different for him as well. I just 
I it makes me nervous because obviously all his previous movies, which I've loved every single one, have been low key, character driven, you know, just smaller scale stories. So it makes me nervous to see is he gonna keep that same quality when he goes for, to reach for a bigger expanse. Some mm-hmm. some can do that and some live in a certain world and yeah. I'm really interested to see how it's gonna play out. I and the thing is a lot it seems like a lot of people don't know about him. Yeah. Um, like I didn't even see that on any list I looked up. Really? No lists at all had him, so um which is really surprising because people need to see Sh- take shelter. And like mud. That, I love mud. It, mud is awesome. But, yeah, absolutely. take shelter is the best. Yeah, um, I can definitely see how mud people love mud. I mean, I love mud. Uh, just and the movie, water, right? you know. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, shotgun story is, uh, you know, his first film, but I, I really liked it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's a special director in my opinion, and I hope he hits it big this year. Yeah, I he might. Uh, my number two. I only saw it on one, so I'm, it might not be in 2015. I'm really hoping it is. Superman vs. Batman? Nope. Nope. March 2016. Is it? Okay. I was wondering why Originally it was, it was November, I think, and it got pushed back. Okay. Okay. Well, then erase that. I was wondering why it was only on one. <laughs> yeah, you think... Because I was just like, talk oh, about it. Hey, it's... Just talk about it. Uh, I mean, no, I don't want to. No, okay. You got something else? Nope. Nothing else. So... All right. So no number two. So Ant-Man, then. No. <laughs> My number one and your number one? Is Star Wars Episode Seven, The Force Awakens. Yes. We uh, talked about the trailer when it came out. Wow. Looks Talk incredible. A great um, teaser. Absolutely. Now, I am kind of surprised why it is your number one. Like, what is your reason? It's the only movie that when I think about seeing it, I get goosebumps, I get nervous, I, like... <laughs> but are you that big of a Star Wars fan? Yeah, the original trilogy. I've I don't seen feel like you are seventy times probably. I don't feel like you are that big. I hate the prequels. I don't know. This is not a Lord of the Rings situation. I love the original trilogy. I love, love, love. I don't feel like you do though. Okay, well that's say, cool. I don't know. You don't. Empire you... Strikes Back is like my thirteenth favorite movie of all time. Who shoots first? Obviously, Hans. Okay. Hans? Never, <laughs> no one would ever call him Hans. You're not a fan. Hans Gruber. Game over. Hans Gruber. Oh, man. No, Hans Christian Andersen. I, the trailer... The trailer looks awesome. Made me want to, like, crap um, my pants. It was so good. Yeah. I don't know. I just, Abrams, I think, is going to do it more than justice. The, I actually the think The trailer this, made me feel like a kid again. And it's a movie that... I wish it was in theaters tomorrow. Well, so I could go see it. I, I, I will be seeing the very first showing. I guarantee it. Midnight show? No, they don't the do... The 9 p.m. show? That's the thing. They Some movies, they release at 7 on Wednesday. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. I won't do that because I hate crowds, but I'll see a matinee probably the Monday after oh. the opening weekend. I'll, be, I'll probably see it... At least twice. And, and you'll tweet me a, tweet me. He'll text me a spoiler. I will tell you. And that. I won't even care. That's what's so stupid. <laughs> I'm impervious. <laughs> Any honorable mentions? I know I don't. I would have placed them for my number two. <laughs> That's why you got to come with them, just in case you screw up. 
Uh, I have some, as you might expect. Tomorrowland. I'm not that excited. Did you see the trailer? No. I did. Um, it's, it was actually one where I'm like, as it's going, I'm like, what the hell is this? Because it was like, a, it's more of a scene from a movie than a trailer with all these clips together. So I'm like, what is this? This looks interesting. And the way it ended was George Clooney, like in a documentary style conversation. And it just had me intrigued. I don't really know what it's about at all. But mm -hmm. I know it's a place in Disney World, so I'm guessing it's something to do with the concept. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Jupiter Ascending, I'm looking forward to. Are you? Loved Cloud Atlas. So really, that's it. I loved Cloud Atlas, and this is the follow-up. Another sci-fi movie with my boy Channing Tatum. I mean, it looks... I mean, I'm going to watch it. I'm, I'm excited for it, but it wouldn't make... Even honorable mentions for most anticipated. That's fair. Maybe this year with what our limited amount is. At this point. Yeah. But in reality, no. Jurassic World. I'm interested. Dude, does everyone for, I guess everyone has forgotten about Jurassic Park 3. Uh, God awful. Terrible. This God looks awful. way better. Um, and Spielberg is producing, but that doesn't mean anything. He's that means produced jack shit. so many films. I don't think he even... He just puts his name on it. I like things. Chris Pratt. I like the trailer. Didn't love the trailer, but I thought, okay, I feel good that this could be easily be the second best Jurassic Park movie because there's really only one very good one. Yeah. Um, Everest. Did you hear about this? No. Jake Gyllenhaal. J Jason Clark, the guy from Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and mm -hmm. Josh Brolin about something to do with climbing Mount Everest, obviously, but... Roland, for some reason, he's always in mediocre films, it seems. Like No Country for Old Men? No, not, not, <laughs> not, not, I, I take it back. But most of his are. I yeah, mean, I know what you mean. He's he's a guy that has a strong screen presence, but he hasn't picks the best material. Exactly. He, he has not picked the best. I feel like but he he's good enough win. for great material. Mm -hmm. He just... I don't know if he's just not he's getting almost, offered. And but. he's really, really close to being in that um, certain character type of just being kind of like No Country for Old Men yeah. or even uh, Men in Black 3 or um, in Gangster Squad. Or, yeah. It's the same character almost every time. He's being typecast a little bit. He's, he could easily go outside of it, I feel, but he's not. He's not, and eventually it, he's going to be stuck in it then. Yeah. Well, he's pretty old. I mean, oh. I think he's... I don't want to guess his age. 44. This isn't a carnival. Uh, the Martian I had. In the Heart of the Sea, which is the Moby Dick movie, essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the guy? Director John Howard. Howard. The guy from Happy Days. And Ron the, Howard. Ron Howard is directing it. John Howard. He is not the best director, but he, he's made some pretty good movies. He's made some very good ones. He's made some good ones, and... I'm surprised you haven't picked any Pixar films. Two Pixar films are coming out this year. Out of the two, The Good Dinosaur has me more excited. But What's the other one, In and Out or something? Inside or? Out. Inside Out. I saw the preview for that. Neither one has Didn't me. Didn't really do much for me. Neither one has me that uh, excited. And that's probably a good thing because maybe it'll surprise and I'll be like, Pixar's back, but no, I don't know. Won't. I feel like they're not no, back. Uh, you never know. And lastly, this one honestly should have made my list. Once I tell you who's in it and what kind of what it's what I know that it's about, but 
I just felt like I wanted to go with more movies that I knew actually knew more about. Uh, the Revenant. Revenant, I don't know. Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy star together. It's a western thriller where I think Leonardo DiCaprio gets shot and left for dead and then survives that somehow and has to work his way back and get revenge. I Sounds awesome, though. Just from the cast, two of my favorite actors in a... I'm really into westerns lately. Are so, you really into westerns lately? I've seen some good westerns lately. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good western, so I don't know. That sounds really cool to me. And I like the name, The Revenant. Hmm. That's The Returned. Yeah. He's returning. Ah. Yeah, 215. 2015 should be a good year. It should be. It really should be. I'm looking forward to it. So, Film Club. I recommended you a movie that I just watched a couple weeks ago. How Miziaki's The Wind Rises. Yes, his his magnum opus. Yes. His no, that's not it. What did you just call it? What does that mean? <laughs> magnum opus. That's I thought his, that was final movie. No, that's like the final greatest piece. work. Well, yeah, I think it is his magnum opus. No, it's not. Spirited Away is. This is better. This is... I recommend it to you because I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's his best movie that he's ever made. He went out in style. I loved everything about it. This is his swan song. Not his magnum. Both, in my opinion. Oh, man. Um, that's disappointing to hear you didn't like it then. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> he said it's not his magnum opus. It's not, but <laughs> Spirit Away is one of the greatest films of all time. But it's the story of... Uh, you tell me. Uh, it's about the guy who created the planes that crashed into Pearl Harbor. But it's also his biopic and the story of his life and his love interest and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yeah basically, in, in a way. Yeah. Um, so. Let's hear it. Let's... Um, so I obviously wanted to see this film. I, I was amount. surprised it took this long to actually come out on Blu-ray. Or... I couldn't even find it anywhere. It came out in it theaters took, at the end of 2013. It took me so much research to find where to watch this film. It's crazy. I just um, use Netflix. but Well, you not... Discplant. Exactly, which yeah. I don't have. Uh, and I definitely wasn't on streaming. It wasn't on Voodoo. It wasn't on um, most legitimate sites. Um, it's very hard to find. Eventually, I found it. I watched it. I did watch the dub version. So um, did I. So did I. When I watched it, and I kept on hearing these these voice actors. You're trying to figure out who? I knew Martin Short. I didn't. Um, I still. You just told me. I had no idea he was in it. He's in it. He I is didn't look the it little up. boss. I didn't look up. So I only know two. Uh, I don't know who the main guy is, but John Krasinski immediately when I heard as the friend. Yeah, Jim Harper. Uh, talk. I was like, that's, there you go, Jim. You know, you're John Krasinski. Yeah. Most people. Um, well, I'll tell you who the main guy was. Yeah. So, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Was it? Yeah. He did a great job, I thought, for a dub. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, I wonder how much, uh, Miyazaki had, uh, Miyazaki. I think it's Miyazaki. Yeah. Uh, close enough. Yeah. I have, who knows? Probably more. Um, but I wonder how much influence he had on that. Uh, because like John John Krasinski, he, the way he does his voice acting, uh, or at least the way he he acts, 
was completely different than the way he voice acted in this. And I feel like I've heard him voice act before. Completely different. He did more of a dubbed version in this film. It's very dry, very plain. And uh, I, but I feel like that was intentional back. for the the Japanese are kind of more like that. That's why I'm wondering cultural. how much influence he had on yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but, uh, so this film, I actually, I, I really enjoyed. Some parts a little boring, I have to say. Really? I, it was a little too slow-paced in certain hmm. areas. Uh, but overall, I, I really did enjoy the film. So See, I... I love all of the Studio Ghibli movies. I haven't. I don't think I've seen one that I haven't liked. But this, I felt like the artwork was incredible because it didn't rely on the outlandish, the the you know the monsters and all all that kind of stuff. You could easily see that in this in it though. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, but I just like the more yeah. The I loved the, when it did go that when it did that like his dream sequences and him walking on the planes. I just thought that was so cool how. It just was really unique for his style. You know, you wouldn't expect that from him. But I really loved how it just, it was very realistic for him. Obviously, it goes a little above normal with, like, when destruction's happening, it's bigger than it would be in real life. But it it felt really down to earth. And, uh, I don't know, something about, it was like a really classy style. Yeah, the animation team over at Ghibli... Is really good. I love the hand-drawn um, stuff that's still around it, which is not... It's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, but they did. They do always do such an incredible job making, whether it's fire looking so real, whether it's yeah. uh, the people. Um, obviously, they, they make sure that the people aren't completely real. They, they, they have their own, um, you know, signature on that. But they're... The, the the buildings there's so much detail if you look at the leaves it's perfect it is so perfect and the artwork um, is what made the maybe what you said was a little boring stretches like the artwork is what kept me entranced even when it's slowed down and not much and that's happening. the thing um I, I remember i mentioned it before when we talked about something but there's uh roger ebert he said one thing uh about um uh, these type of films these anime films, they love to put in these fluff shots. Or, um, I, I don't remember the exact wording. But it's these scenes that don't really mean... They mean a lot. There's a ton of meaning. But they're really just short three-second clips of scenery or something. Yeah. And they're always so beautiful. Um, I, I don't know if this film had more or less. Um, but there was definitely a, uh, at least a good amount of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the scenery itself, though, throughout the whole film was beautiful. I really enjoyed, especially the sky scenes, as yeah. you're saying, when he's walking on the, the plane in his dream. So cool. It's beautiful. It really is beautiful. Um, it showed the, the artistry of people who can hand draw all this stuff is incredible. Yeah. Excuse me. And <laughs> I'm, no, before I saw this movie, and... I had no interest in planes, aircraft, at all. Like, a lot of boys growing up are into that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And model planes and stuff. I, no interest at all. That's why I didn't rush to try to see this movie, you know? I just I put it on my list, and when it came, it came. But after watching this movie and afterwards, I have found myself really impressed just by people that design airplanes and just... Airplanes in general. For mm-hmm. some reason, it like really got me interested. I didn't really follow up on it. But 
I just pay more attention when I see when like for the week or two after I saw it. Anytime I saw an airplane or heard something about that kind of thing, it made me think about the wind rises and hmm, I wonder how they constructed this. Because that's I I was actually wondering that while watching it. Like I actually love planes, mm. and I actually thought um, there was a lot of um, beauty in planes the way they're designed. Um, not so much more more just like the aesthetic look of them I really enjoyed especially certain metallic ones mm -hmm. um, I actually saw the beauty in a lot of them so I was wondering how people who didn't really care about yeah. planes felt I can't so. speak for anyone else but that definitely won me over completely mm -hmm. and I did not expect that at all oh, okay. that's good Yeah. Um, also just more about the art I don't, I don't know if this is the art but I even was enjoying the scenes when it's just those guys sitting there trying to think of what to do smoking a cigarette. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just so something about it, just them sitting there smoking, an animated character smoking mm -hmm. a cigarette. That actually, they got, a, cool. they got a lot of backlash really? with that from anti-smoking groups wow. because of how much they were smoking. But it film. seems so realistic because when that's a stressful job and... and especially during that time. Yeah. Um, I believe this was... Oh, I, I don't, was it... Post-war or pre-war? Well, it's during the war. From, I guess, pre into during... Because the planes that he makes at the end are the ones for Pearl Harbor. Yeah, so it was pre-war. Most yeah. of the film was yeah. pre-war. Um, okay. Because uh, that was another thing. Was it's like the, even before Mad Men era, you know? Like, there was a lot of controversy with this film in really? Japan. Yeah, with, with a lot of different things. But, I even um, liked how when him and the German guy were comparing which cigarettes they were... And I'm not a smoker, so that's weird. Too. The German guy started getting a little... Um, was it Christoph Waltz? <laughs> every once in a while I heard a little yeah, bit of Christoph yeah. Waltz. But then I was like, oh, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, the animation for him started to go, like the nose, the, the facial expression started mm. to go a little bit into the fantasy world uh, of their animation style. Huh. Um, I noticed. But I, I don't doubt you, but... Um, but besides that, okay, either way... Uh, so the film starts off with him pretty young, uh, and it's skipping a lot of time periods, mm -hmm. uh, which that was a little hard for me because I couldn't tell the distance or the, the length of time really? in between the shots because the animation uh, of the main character was didn't not change changing almost at all. You're right. Uh, even the clothing right. didn't seem like it was giving it away, which I think they were trying to intend it to, uh, but I didn't even... So See, I, I actually, I actually like that decision because, like you said, it, it is a slower movie, and that gave me time to think, to try to figure out what's going on and catch myself up. I don't know. It just kept my brain invested in the story, you know? Yeah. Um, but I can see where you're coming from because there's not much indication. Yeah, I wish it would have just been some. I mean, just a little hint. Uh, like in, how perfectly in Boyhood it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but even that, that's not, uh, that's a nitpick. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I felt like the, the film really picked up once he was, uh, hired and given a job designing airplanes, which was about 25, 30 minutes in. Yeah. Um, that's when the movie picked up, not so much in the, t in the sense of actual lot of action or anything like yeah. that, but it just, I don't know, made me more interested. And then he, he was actually now designing these planes, trying to think of different, um, Solutions to different problems. 
one thing that was throughout the entire film, he has these dreams of meeting his uh, one of his Idol. one of his idols, the Italian guy. Yeah, the Italian designer. Uh, how did you like those? Did you think loved those them? Were, those Absolutely were loved them. Some of my favorite stuff in the movie. Just yeah. thought it was so creative and and not completely over the top, but felt it felt like a dream. Like I felt that it wasn't. I was never confused. This is a dream, and then I wasn't also thinking this is too much. You know, it mm-hmm. just felt perfect. Yeah, I I really loved them. Um, the way that a plane is just flying, and he's just walking, jumping to the next one. And yeah, the cinematography for that looked beautiful. Yes, um, really, you felt like you were in the air flying, but in a dream state. It really captured that really well. But I like the ideas of the dream. How he was able to see his design. Uh, the actual 3D model, you know, yeah. inside of his head yeah. before he's ever created the plane. He's visualizing it and then putting it to paper, yeah. But then I actually liked a little bit more the, the daydreaming, which was mm-hmm. maybe not daydreaming, but um, I don't know what term I could possibly use for it. But he was able to see, like, the internal workings. Yeah, you know? that was awesome. That was awesome, especially... Like that metal one, the German metal plane, and how he's just, like, walking through the wing and... You get to see all the parts. That was cool. Well, that that was an actual. I know. Real, yeah, but I'm talking. But I feel about, like there's more stuff like that. At one point, there was uh, one of the planes was about to to break apart, and he could see the internal structures, yeah. the internal braces, yeah. um, starting to give way. Obviously, he couldn't see, it, but in his mind, he could. And then, in real life, those braces did give way, and then the plane exploded. And or I whatever. felt like you could feel his devastation and disappointment when that happened. Yes, but I think the reason why you could feel it so much was you could feel his passion. Yeah, and throughout the movie, most films I feel do uh, express passion completely inaccurately. They make it so cheap yeah. by just infusing unnatural dialogue, unnatural characteristics, like unnatural. Here's, a, here's an example of like a, a live action movie trying to do that. They'll have a guy who has. He's coming up with an idea. He's writing on a piece of paper, real intense. Oh, crumples it up, throws it behind, keeps scribbling. You know, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So over the top, and or or maybe I mean he just has a billion model planes in right. his house or something. Yeah. Something like I don't know. Um, it's hard to explain, but you just know it when you feel it. Exactly. In it. this film, you could see the passion, see the enthusiasm, see the joy, which then made the devastation so much more real. Yeah. And that's um, the magic of film. This is why I love movies, because f- there's no logical reason why one movie works and one doesn't. You, like, it's hard to put it to words, but you can watch a movie that's very similar, but one of them you just, you can just feel, like it connects, it feels so real to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And then another one feels empty, and it's hard to tell why. It just mm-hmm. is, you know? Yeah. But and it's so such a perfect analogy for himself, as this guy's passion and love and obsession with the planes is his for and the art of creating these planes is his art and passion for making these movies. Absolutely, and his artwork. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I really loved about it because this it, felt deeply personal. It did, yeah. And I wonder, like one of the main themes of this film, if not the main theme, is how art. And beauty, um, and something majestic such as an airplane, can be perverted into something that is used for destruction, that is used for something negative, mm-hmm. uh, like such as the bombing, yeah. bombing planes. Um, 
So I wonder how that is in his life. Is right. it? Did he? Does he feel like his? Some of his? Maybe he movies, hates the dubs. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Use for that. But so I wonder if he he ever feels like that about his movies that um, people see the negative in his films more so than the joy and happiness mm-hmm. that he's intending to bring with him. Um, I feel but, like which is kind of ironic because this film actually had a lot of um, there was a lot of criticism, a lot and of and that surprises backlash. Me. But I guess it's a cultural. Yeah, it thing. might it might just be a cultural thing over there. But I think the movie is also saying that no matter your passion, your obsession, love conquers all, mm-hmm. because that's a steady through line from this for, through the whole movie, pretty subtly, but by the end it becomes the main point in his life. I mean, somewhat subtle. I mean, the wind is the wind still rising? You know, that's going <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Yeah, but I just mean how, if you just like to me watching a movie, it's about his career and his advancings. But then every once in a while, he'll run into this girl. Like it's not completely obvious. Oh, they're in love, and you know, it, they did it builds it re- up. Yeah, they do a really good job of. Because I kept um, expecting her to show up again way sooner than she actually does. Yeah, you know. A, but in that that could be that easily could have been a criticism of another film. True. Oh, what was True. the point of her? She didn't show up until at the end, you know. Like, so I wonder why did it work? And this I know one, it again, just does. it just feels um, right. It does. And then she, I mean, obviously we, this is um, movie club, so we always do spoilers. We expect you guys to watch it with us. You better. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so she's dying at one point. Um, tuberculosis. Is it was it tuberculosis? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he feels a gust of wind, knowing that she's now passed away. That to me was so perfect of a symbol. You know, that was yeah. just the perfect symbol of her passing, and what that means to him. It's how the wind you know, and the way blowing. she went out, like she didn't want. She knew that it was getting close, so she just left because she didn't want. Him to remember her in a weakened state. Yeah, she wrote each one a letter, each person mm-hmm. a letter. Um, but so now, what about the surrounding characters? Did you actually like her? Did you like the friend? Did you like the two bosses? Um, did you like the Italian engineer? The, the German? I loved everyone. I mean, as I thought, they really did a good job. Of, even her, his sister, and all they did a good, he did a really good job of making them be actual characters, you know, and have personalities. The only thing that I didn't like will probably be my only nitpick of the entire movie is the one boss who's so over the top. The short boss, Mark yeah, Short. Yeah, who's straight out of Dragon Ball. He <laughs> you was, know what I mean? Wasn't he? Yeah. He's like this old guy from Dragon Ball. The, yeah. Like the old sensei guy. Like just so, even like, so different from everyone else in the movie. And, and that, that kind of irritated just, me at times. And I 100% understand but I actually liked him because really? of that. Because he was that eccentric character. See, and no. I, he would have worked in, like, if that's what the movie was. But to me... It wasn't, to an extent, but... That fell out of place. But I think what the, the, the moment I loved him was when I saw his exact same passion for airplanes as Yeah, Jairo. that's true. Um... You could, he was at one point... Well, oh, the, the very first time you see it is when... Um, when his design fails the airplane and crashes, makes the airplane break apart, crash, he goes, is the, is the pilot okay? Yep. Do you think it was my fault? Yeah. Like, it, you just see yeah, it yeah. There's on his face. There. You see it, or you hear it in his voice. 
uh, which was perfect voice acting for that that moment. Um, you just see what it means to him. And later on, you see him drawing Dexter Gyro. Yeah, uh, it's like just the same passion. He invites him into his own home. You see his more personal side. Like I liked his character. It's just the the animation and the portrayal of it was just eyes blinking and go. You know, like it was weird. I don't know. Nitpick, nitpick completely. Yeah. Not like a fault of the movie, really. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Got anything else? I thought the score was nice and subtle. I liked it. Uh, yeah, it was pretty subtle. So it wasn't anything. Felt fitting. I mean, it peaceful. I feel like a lot of anime gliding. films has that kind have that kind of um, subtlety mm-hmm. to the music. Um, what do you think of the train wreck or no the earthquake? That happens kind of early in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. That's what I was. I was wondering what exactly. Uh, it was a little over top of you know. You see the 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 actual ground yeah. doing this big wave motion. I um, kind of liked it though. That's what I mean. Where it, he just does these simple, these little embellishments that work for his own created world. I mean, I, I liked it, um, but at the time. I was wondering what exactly was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I was wondering, I is it, it was just... A, is this a dream? Yeah. I was wondering, yeah, is it a dream? Is it, a na- is it an earthquake? Is it a natural disaster? Uh, are they in the war? I thought right. that, I thought this was... Uh, at very at the very beginning, before you know anything, it seems like they might be in the war. Um, so Yeah, I just like the process of him taking care of the girls and, you know, just getting them help. I thought the process of it all was pretty cool. And what about... Um, what about the the period? This is a period piece. This is around 1935, or so, um, the mid early to late late 30s. 30s 40s, yeah. uh, eventually goes in into the 40s. Um, does it feel authentic? To me, it did, but uh, I wasn't around back then. But to me, it did. It for me, it absolutely did. He didn't go over to the top like certain films do. Um, like the garb they wore seemed very logical whether it was the certain suits that they wore or such that the village people wore um, the village people the cop the fireman uh, that's a band oh. saying YMCA is it are they called the village yeah, yeah sorry um okay C- completely yeah. lost your train of thought yeah sorry but so yeah I thought it was very authentic um, I did too and even like the cultural stuff felt authentic. I don't know if it is, but it felt like that was. Like, if you're just watching it as an American now, and they get married, like, just like that, from not having that much interaction. But I feel like at the time, that was a normal thing. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. What would you give it? I give it an eight and a half. Nine and a half for me. Nine and a half. Okay. Loved it, man. Got it. I really it. enjoyed it. I would put it in around the middle. Really? Uh, of his films. Maybe upper, middle. It's my number one. Uh, wow. Yeah. I don't know. It really caught me off guard by how much I loved it. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I expected it to just be good for the artwork. and. See, I guess I had such high expectations. Right. Uh, because I'm the one who really wanted to see it. And I, I probably didn't movie. help matters by keep saying, oh, you got to watch this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So. I would probably say Ponyo number two. Uh, Princess Mononoke number three, Spirited Away number four, and My Neighbor Totoro, or slash the one you recommended me, Grave of the Fireflies number five. 
Well, he didn't direct Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, Anatomy. but Studio Ghibli. I meant yeah. it, sorry. So then, yeah, My Neighbor Totoro, number five. Um, I think there's some other really good. I added from. Howl's Moving Castle. You will love that. And you will really Castle love in the that. Sky. I've added both of those to my Netflix mm-hmm. list. So, Howl's Moving Castle is what it brought him back from his first like four really? year hiatus. Wow. So okay, cool. And you know, it's something's going to be good if it brings somebody out of retirement. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing the documentary too. Which one? It's a documentary that a lot of people are raving about just about Studio Ghibli as he's making The Wind Rises and the guy that made Grave of Fireflies, he's making The Tale of Princess Kaguya, which is the movie that uh, just came out. Oh, wait, they both came out at the pretty much the same time, A right? year apart, but they're ma- in the process of making them at the same time. So this documentary just follows the process of them. Oh, because the there was two Studio Ghibli films, The Wind Rises and something else that came out, I think, on the same day. Um, Might have been actually, which was really like weird know. when I read it. Um, but I, I guess it wasn't this film. I'm not sure. But the yeah, the guy who who uh, directed um, it starts with a T. I can't remember. Uh, Grave of Fireflies. He's like the other ver- yeah. like the other one of Io. And then uh, his son Goro. But apparently he's not as good. Wow. I don't know. But yeah, good recommendation. Yeah, it was. You were going to see it either way, but I absolutely force the issue. So what else did you watch? Oh, wait. First, next week, I'll be reviewing Rio Bravo. Yeah. The John Wayne movie. Yeah. Howard yeah. Hawk. Yeah, I'm, I haven't seen many John Wayne movies from start to finish, especially lately. So mm-hmm. I guarantee I've probably seen every single one in at least like a two-minute chunk of really? them. Yes. Just because I both of my grandparents were obsessed. I don't, I th- I'm really almost positive this was my first John Wayne film ever. So. I'd have to. I have to look, see if it might be my first one as an adult. Uh, but your next movie is Amelie. Okay, yeah, the French movie that's in my top 100 of all. It's time. on Netflix, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah, I believe it is. I'm gonna have to rewatch it because I loved it, but I can't remember. I'm that really much surprised. About it. I didn't. Like, I, I knew it was good. Where I, I mean, I've heard it's good, very by a lot of people, but I didn't know it would be. Something you would recommend. Yeah, absolutely. I've been waiting to recommend this one. Hmm. I think it's number 68 on my top 100. Wow. Something like that. Hopefully, if I rewatch it, I still like it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway. That's the scary thing is I know. It's a rewatch. Exactly. Uh, what else did you watch this week? Um, so, I watched Calvary. Did you? I did. Did you like it as much? I think you would give it a 8 out of 10. Eight out of ten. Um, I think I'm going to give it an eight and a half. I knew you would like it. I really enjoyed this film. Wasn't Gleason awesome? Brandon Gleason. Uh, Brendan. Uh, yeah. Gleason. Yeah. Not Brandon. Brendan. Yeah, I thought that's what I said. And you know, <laughs> um, he was awesome in this film. But almost every single person was. Uh, Baelish. He was in this. He was pretty cool. I didn't think he was good. Are you kidding He's me? He's not a good actor, I don't think. No, here's the thing. This film, you gotta... It's completely different. I mean, it's not... Should I set it up again? I know we talked about it last week. Uh, yeah, this film is about um, this priest who... The very first line is basically... Uh, I tasted I tasted semen at the age of seven. Yeah. And they're like, oh my gosh, what a... Strong opening lines. Basically, something yeah. like that. Um, but then he goes on to tell the priest... I'm going to kill you in about seven days. 
Um, so get everything together. And then it goes through the next seven days, Gleason basically trying to help out who he can, learning about his life with his daughter and blah, 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 all these different things. Yeah. But um, it's definitely... Goes through the seven deadly sins. Uh, yeah. And the, the thing with this, though, is you have... I mean, it was an Irish film, so you have this humor of the uh, of, of the British people, but then the darkness that the Irish bring. Yeah. Um, but so it's not for most Americans. Most Americans don't understand the humor. They think it's really odd and just weird, um, which I, I feel like you, that's probably why you didn't like it too much. Not really. No. Um, but I loved it. I mean, I was like, oh, I was laughing so much. It was so funny. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. And the drama parts, I mean, I think it is it is under the drama genre mm-hmm. um, by Netflix and a couple other places I saw. But it's not, to me, it's not a drama. It was more of a dark comedy. Um, but the drama parts were really good, actually. All the stuff with Gleason. Uh, but all the stuff with every character. Every character I really enjoyed. Hmm. Did you did you guess who it was at the end? Immediately. I knew from the voice. You did? Okay. Yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't want to say who. For but... me, it wasn't some... It was not the voice, but the accent. You could definitely tell who it was by the way he said certain words. just feel like that um, guy has a very... Iconic, not iconic, but a noticeable voice. If you know who he is, yeah. Well, and, you, I hope mean, you more than likely have seen him in a couple. Of films. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I love this film. It was really good. I thought you might because he gives a powerhouse performance. For me, it was very piecemeal, very talky, episodic. Like I liked it. Each everybody as a whole, except for Peter Baelish, did a good job. It just when it put it all together, it didn't completely work for me. I give it a, like a seven out of ten, mm. but I don't know. Each scene on its own, strong, but when you put it all together, it just didn't come. Just didn't completely come together for me. Okay. I watched a movie that did completely come together for me. Gone Girl. Oh, you didn't watch Gone Girl. I watched Gone Girl for my birthday. What a birthday present, man! Woo. <laughs> Boyhood is still number one for the year. But Gone Girl is currently my number two of 2014. Very, very strong. We're going to talk about it in a few weeks. Don't want to give my rating or go into too much more, but definitely watch it. Be excited. Awesome, awesome movie. That's good. Yeah. I'm, I, I am excited for it. Um, I watched This Is Where I Leave You. Interesting. Uh, you have, you know, Jason Bateman. Um, it's a Jewish family reunion or something? No. So, this Jewish family, their father, the patriarch, dies. Father dies. Um, and so, one ritual, I guess, of um, people of Jewish faith, they do, they, they, the family gets together and mourns the loss of someone together for seven days and seven nights. Mm. Um, not able to leave the house or whatever. Um so I mean, it's a comedy, but it's uh, once again kind of a darker comedy. Yeah, um, not what I expected. Not what I expected at all. Really, I thought it was going to be a really low key film, um, which it kind of is. But at the same time, I guess because of the big actors, they were trying to do a lot. You know, like Adam Driver, he's just crazy in this yeah. film. 
Like he's supposed to be this little, uh, this young narcissistic, um, almost like rich kid in a way. I don't know. Um, I have an image of what this movie is in my head, even though I don't think I even saw a trailer for it. Just a very draw movie. It kind of is. Really? It's actually pretty generic in a lot of sense. Yeah. In a lot of, in a lot of ways. Um, I thought it was going to be a really awesome indie film and it's not at all not very good it almost seems like one of those generic comedies almost Just forgettable middle of the road yeah you will easily forget it yeah I mean but you didn't like bad words I love bad words it, it, this is worse than bad words well then I'm so, probably not going to end up catching up with it yeah I, I wouldn't it's not yeah. even close to as good as people were saying in the beginning yeah. how good it was gotcha gotcha Jason well, Bateman does do an awesome job, though. You know, he's always steady, but he's always the same character in every movie. He is, but I love that character. <laughs> yeah, true. Solid character. It's, I mean, he's Michael. <laughs> I watched God's Pocket. You did? Yeah, the Philip Seymour Hoffman, one of his final performances. John Slattery directed, John Turturro. I watched it. it as well. You did? I did, yeah. Yeah, I did while I was in Connecticut, I watched it. Okay. What did you think? Um... I remember. I don't remember too much about it. I would have to say. Okay, let me just set it up. Oh, you can. I forgot it. I to set it up. It's about this family. Phil Seymour Hoffman is. I think he's married to, uh, or he, at least boyfriend girlfriend. Yeah, one of those situations where if you live with someone for like fourteen years, right, you're legally, you know, yeah. together with Christina Hendricks, and her son is just a complete <laughs> punk asshole loser racist yeah, yeah and then he puts the knife up to some to this black Old guy black guy's throat just you know joking around I guess or prying to show or not joking around but showing trying to show off him. turns around the black guy hits him over the head kills, kills him, him and uh, the movie goes from there yeah 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 and it's basically this town almost trying to piece together what really happened and there's what? a reporter journalist who's Whatever. I didn't like the movie very much. No, from what I remember, I didn't like it either. Um, Just very dull. Very boring. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, great performance, I thought. I thought he did a good job. Yeah, but, but it, it was... <clears> to <throat> what me end? It was know? meandering. Yes, uh, very. Was very, I, very self-indulgent. Yeah. But I think that's probably due to John Slattery, who's in Mad Men. He plays uh, Roger Sterling on Mad Men. It was his directorial debut. So, I mean, I thought there were some interesting ideas in it, but... He definitely seems like he could be a good director then. I some mean, decent shots, I mean, compositions, but, yeah, felt it was meandering and self-indulgent. Yeah. What else? Uh, we both watched... Uh, men, Women, and Children. A movie about how bad the internet is. Yeah, well, not so much. You do a better job setting uh, This is... It's <clears throat> almost like uh, what's... It's several different storylines converging in a way. Not your typical version of that, but so you have uh, several different families. One where the kid is, uh, she's anorexic. Um, she eventually gets pregnant and then has a uh, uh, miscarriage. You have one where the mother is so overwhelmingly protective of her daughter, and then her daughter starts kind of doing, uh, dressing up in weird ways. You have one where the the mother left the father and the son, so now it's just the father and the son. The son was the uh, incredible athlete, but he doesn't like playing football. Now so it was Guild Wars. Guild Wars, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, <laughs> they couldn't say that enough. Guild Wars, not just the, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But go ahead, sorry. But that's definitely not a product placement. I know, it was weird, though. Because they're definitely trying to just be hip, but that's not yeah. even... Yeah, that's what this whole movie was, but Adam yeah. Sandler... You had Adam Sandler, where him and his wife are, uh, they're both cheating on each other, and their son is, uh, he's so obsessed with really crazy porn. Masturbation, that he 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 can't get it up with real sex. Exactly. Then you have the final family, where the mother is taking unbelievably inappropriate pictures of her daughter printing up on a website. (laughs) Yeah. Um... And my daughter is a total bitch. <laughs> so that's pretty much the fa- all the families and their their stories, their lives are being intertwined in all different ways. I absolutely hated this movie. Easily one of the worst movies of 2014. And this wow pissed me off because it's Jason Reitman directed it. A guy I love up in the air. I like Juno. I like uh, Thank You for Smoking. I like. Young adult. I, I didn't see Labor Day, but I've liked every movie of his that I've seen, and I abhorred this movie. Really? Yes. It yeah. actually like pissed me off. This movie pissed me off. I'm really surprised. I thought you were really going to love it beyond belief, <laughs> or you were just going to think it's middle of the road, trying for something, but it didn't quite get there. Nah, for me, terrible, it was terrible, trying terrible. trying to do something, and it didn't quite get there became preachy in a way but beyond at, belief but at the same time i could see that he wasn't trying to be preachy like he wasn't trying to say the internet's bad i think he just has no clue what he's talking about yeah i mean i don't know it almost felt like bernie and butter and the, there's this this way to it i could see it how to awful. me it's crash for the internet no no I mean, in sense of, I the guess, crash the, the, the storyline, the, the way the storyline is kind of going about. But it's so... But that feel, yeah. that feel to it, that glossy... I don't want to say glossiness. I didn't but think that, it looked good. Nothing. That sheen to it yeah. that it has almost felt like Bernie and Butter. It's that ultra... Uh, real, not ultra real. I, Ugh, the this, least real. I don't want... No, it's not the real. I'm, but it's like this above life type of thing. It's taking everything to a little bit above how it really is. But not too far. I'm not talking about the actual like, oh, this is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. But the, the, way, the, they, look. the way they acted, the way it looked, the characters themselves, like the mom being overprotective. Uh, but just the way she talked. She was in Butter, I think. She was... Yep, she Jennifer was, Garner. Um, I hate her as an actress now because of this movie. Really? <laughs> no, not really. It has this, this I don't know. Um, I didn't like it. I, I really do think it's just middle of the road. I see what they were going for. Didn't quite get there. There is kernels of truth in each individual thing. Who cares whether it's about its truth no, 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 no. or whether it's realistic? Who cares about any of that? Why should that matter? Because this is the, this is just a guy who's never been on a computer preaching about the dangers of the Internet. That's not what he's really trying to do. Maybe not, but that's exactly what it came across as. I mean, it's so ridiculous. I like the most normal person is the the actual like closeted geek. He's just playing Guild Wars. I actually <laughs> liked his character. He was the only normal person. Except he I liked I actually liked him and his dad. I like those characters. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Everyone else I hated. 
I hated every other person. Everything is so over the top. Everything. It's cranked to 20. But I think that's purposely done. That's <sighs> Maybe. Just like in Butter. I mean... You felt it was incredibly preachy. Then you, I, you, I don't think he would like Butter at all. Even though I feel like Butter does a better job, I don't think he'd like it then. Because if you're not able to understand that it's purposely over the top, then you're just not going to like it. Because you think that it's, that's not real. It's not real. It's, no, it's not purposely. It's not supposed to be real. I don't know, man. It just... Everything, I there's I have so many complaints that I don't even know where to begin. I felt like the Adam Sandler stuff. I liked Adam Sandler. Really? In this, yeah. I mean, his not that he what well, I don't want to say I liked a decent him. job. I don't think he did a bad job. No, no, he didn't do a bad job. It's not even that anybody necessarily did a bad job acting wise. Didn't the wife look so much like Ray Romano's wife? And everyone loves Raymond. Who? uh... Rosemary DeWitt. Is that who it was? Yeah. See, and I like a lot of the... I like her a lot and your sister's sister. Everything's so convenient. And I don't know. I don't know. I just hated the movie. I don't know what else to say. Hated it. Well, hated it. It and definitely was not what I expected. When I saw that trailer... I thought the, the trailer looked good. It did, yeah. I don't know what happened in the process... Like, it's so sexual. Everything's about sex. Isn't that what the type of movie you love? <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, like, there was another movie that I didn't like at all that was very similar to this that came out last year that was just about different stuff going on at the internet. It was with different stories connecting. It was very similar, and I didn't like that movie. I would watch that movie ten times in a row before I watched this again. Hmm. I don't know. Just was every note felt false to me. That's all I can say. Three out of ten. Three out of ten. Okay. The only movies that were worse than it this year: Heaven Is for Real and Winter's Tale. Mm. I feel like that's the only two movies that I can think of that were worse for me. Okay. Anything else? That's all I watched. Um, I watched Love Is Strange. Okay. You know what it is. Um, I've heard of it. I don't it's know. Uh, John Lithgow and Alfred Molina are a gay couple who have been together and living together for 39 years, and they have like a upper middle class lifestyle. They have housekeepers and solid jobs, and then they finally get married after almost 40 years, and immediately the Alfred Molina loses his job, gets fired from his job for. What, is this the documentary or no? No, this yes, Alfred Molina and John Withgard. Oh, I feel like you talked. To the, I, we said this last week. This feels like deja vu, but okay. Because I t- probably talked about what was coming up in the next week. Yeah, yeah. Box. yeah. And we That's, said the exact same yes. thing. I said, "Is it?" A, uh, and then I made the same joke. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Deja vu. These were consistent. Yes. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so then they have to live separately with these other people. John Lithgow goes and lives with his uh, nephew and their family. And Alfred Molina goes and lives with their friends who are gay cops. And it it's a good movie. But I heard a lot of great things about it. I didn't think it reached the level that I kept hearing about. It does a really good job of showing the discrimination, showing how hard it is. To be apart from someone that you're so accustomed to being with, 
it sh it really gets across how hard that would be. It also really gets across how hard it is to live with someone else. Like, just be a guest in someone's house for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. Like, just how uncomfortable that... Like, for Alfred Molina, he's uncomfortable. You can just feel it, everything, like, that he just hates to be in this situation, putting these people out and having to deal with their crap. And then the other side is John Lithgow. He's really trying to get involved with his family, and you can just feel how... They loved him when they lived separately, but since he came to live with them, it, he just annoys the crap out of him how hard it is to have someone come live with you. So, did a really good job of getting across the things they didn't want to get across, and it was a pretty slight story, though. I mean, hmm. it was touching, had its moments. I just was expecting it to be really, really good. But to me, it's like a heavy seven, light seven and a half. That's not too bad. Not bad at all. And lastly, today, I saw Into the Woods with my three-year-old daughter. Hmm. We went to see, the plan was to go see Paddington, but literally everywhere we went, sold out. We went to White Marsh for 11.30 a.m. showing. Sold out. Okay, it's playing the Towson. Let's go over at 12.30. Sold out for 12.30 and the one fifty showing. So I was like... What about White Marsh? That was the first place I went. Yeah, but you only had you only checked one showing. The next showing was two o'clock. Too late. I wasn't gonna sit there with a three hole for two and a half hours to wait. So drove across town, still sold out. So I'm like, okay, well I'm not gonna just say we're gonna go to a movie and then be like, sorry, we're not. She wouldn't care. It's for you. No, <laughs> that's absolutely. First of all, it's for you. I no, know you. Hundred percent. Most people would be like, "What are you talking about? He's trying to see whatever Patterson or whatever it's called." But it's for you. It no, is. absolutely not. It is. The we know you. Even Sam would say it. Strongly disagree. Um, if you tell my daughter you're going to do something and then you back out, she will throw a complete fit. It's our day off together. I want her to have a good time, but whatever. And I would never pick Into the Woods as a movie I want to see. It was the only other movie that wasn't PG-13. Okay. I know it. I know. But. Okay. You're actually pissing me off. But uh, Into the Woods is about the fairy tale people. Your Little Red Riding Hood, Cinderella, Rapunzel, and Jack and the Beanstalk with this witch who has a curse and she's trying to there's also this other new people that are I guess fairy tale people but they're not from what you would remember it's a baker and his wife who can't get pregnant in order to get pregnant the witch will allow it to happen but they have to collect these different things like red riding hoods cape uh the cow from jack cinderella's slipper and rapunzel's hair and it's just Basically, just a musical, a two-hour-long musical about fairy tales. Uh, it's okay. The songs are all right. This was completely down the middle. I don't know. Not a lot of great things to say. Not a lot of bad things. The acting is good. It just was really boring in stretches, but then it would be good in stretches. Johnny Depp is in this as a big bad wolf. Red Riding Hood and he's terrible. He's a creeper, 100%. The surprising thing to me was that my daughter sat through 15 minutes of previews and in a two-hour non-animated movie 
quietly in the theater and enjoyed herself. I was impressed by that. Okay. I give it like a six and a half out of ten. All right, if you like musicals, you would like it. So it's very musically. It's uh, you know, they're singing what they feel. They're singing the words. It's not. Yeah, it's very like Broadway, but I'm not super into that. For what it was, it wasn't bad. Maleficent, I thought, was better. Uh, you didn't watch Celebrity Apprentice, right? Nope. So, just a couple news items. 28 Days Later sequel in the works. Um, I guess 28 months later it will be? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if they need one. So. Yeah, how bad could it get? 28 months later, it'd be the whole world. Yeah, it could be. I mean, 28... That's just World War Z. I'm trying to remember what happened at the end of 28 weeks later. Yeah. That one wasn't as good for me, so I can't try to remember. Yeah, I don't it was know. like the whole island, right? The British Isle. Maybe. I don't remember. No idea. Um, X-Files reboot in development for television with the same cast. Um, Apparently, I would have to research into that because I feel like one of them said they would never ever do another uh, X Files thing again. So I'd have to look into it, but that would be pretty cool. They have all the all of all the episodes. Lined I've up never to watch. seen it. It was very scary as a child. I feel cigarette smoking so man. I feel as a character. I think I don't remember. I don't know. I was too scared to watch it as a kid, and that's. Not as <laughs> that doesn't make as much sense because I was a lot older than you. Mm-hmm. I was a pussy as a kid. There's no mm-hmm. no getting around it. But uh, last thing, Amazon has announced they're going to start producing films. It's just a matter of time. Um, Same with Netflix, I'm sure. Yeah, eventually I think Hulu's going to start doing it. Maybe um, it's just the way it's going. Yeah, and it seems like I they're think, because think they could make something worthwhile. Absolutely, because the thing is, they have a lot less money than your huge studios, so they got to make sure they do them right when they do them. So that's why Netflix has done so many quality stuff in relation to how many they've done. Like they have like a ninety percent rate, ninety yeah. percent success rate, while the studios have like a like maybe like a sixty or something. Yeah, because I mean they don't really have any rules they have to follow. You know, they don't have to make sure it's this or this or this. They can just have something in mind and try to make it to the best of their ability. Yep. That's all the news I had. Uh, in theaters, I know we already talked about American Sniper came out a couple of weeks ago, but man, it blew up over the weekend. Did Set it? the record for any movie opening wide release for, from December, January, or February. Made ninety million in three days in one hundred and five over the Martin Luther King weekend. Wow, that's crazy! Yeah, just because it got a oh, that's the news we didn't talk about Oscar nominations came I, out. Did you I, see any of them? I didn't see any of them. Let me just look up real quick. There was a lot of interesting stuff. Um, Best Picture nominees were American Sniper. Uh, Selma was nominated. Let's see, Boyhood, Grand Budapest Hotel, I'm trying to think off the top of my head while I bring it up, Birdman, Whiplash, The Theory of Everything, and The Imitation Game. Hmm. 
So no Gone Girl, no Interstellar. Only eight films. What do you think? Anything? Um, pretty. I mean, what do you expect? I feel. Yeah. Um, Interstellar seemed like it died down so much that I, uh, I feel like even though no one said it was a bad movie, I feel like it's not what everyone expected. So. Yeah, I don't know. I want to see it still though. Um, let's see. The people are talking about snubs. The guy that played Martin Luther King in Selma did not get nominated for Best Actor. Uh, David Oyelio and the director Eva DuVernay was not di uh, nominated for best director and for best animated feature let's look at your your nominees we have where is it anyway we have How to Train Your Dragon 2 that's it's, to be expected it's uh, alphabetical I think so, so if you want to no it's not yes is it Big Hero yeah. 6 is nominated. The Box Trolls. How to Train Your Dragon 2. Song of the Sea. And The Tale of Prin Princess Kaguya. Anything missing? With the Wind Rises? No, uh, The Lager Movie. Oh, that was 2013. The Lager Movie did yeah. not get um, nominated for animated feature. I would like to see those, then. The Box Trolls. Yeah, I um, mean... Yeah, I would like to see, see those. As would I. I don't know what Song of the Sea is. But all I know is that the Lego movie was the best animated movie I saw all year. Mm. You like the Hero 6 a little bit better? No. But didn't you say you liked it? I did like it. I wouldn't say it's better. I don't know. People are pissed. I don't know. It's the Oscars. You're going to have it your definitely snubs. You're going to have your should be there over How to Train Your Dragon 2. Even I, I hate to admit it, but at this point I agree. But it looks like How to Train Your Dragon 2 is going to actually win. It won the Golden Globe. And that had the Lego movie involved. So, we'll see. But, as I was saying in theaters, American Sniper made $105 million. Black Hat, the hacker movie, came out with Chris Hemsworth. Big flop. $4.5 million over this four-day weekend. You could easily tell that. Yeah. And Michael Mann directed it. Is a noted director of Public Enemies. Noted. I can't think of anything else. Heat, I believe. But uh, people hate it, too. Getting terrible reviews. Paddington. It did come out. Obviously, I couldn't even see it. $25 million it made. The Wedding Ringer also came out. <laughs> the comedy with Kevin Hart and Josh Gad. Didn't look too interesting to me. $24.5 million. And still Alice, the movie with uh, the red-headed older actress. I'm drawing a blank. Susan Sarandon? Yes. Nope. The other one. Not Susan Sarandon, but the one I always get I don't confused know with. I'll just look it up. But a movie where she starts to get Alzheimer's. Apparently it's pretty darn good. And she's supposed to win Best Actress for that performance. The, her name is Julianne Moore. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, and on Redbox next week, we're not reviewing anything that's coming out, but there's a couple things coming out. White Bird in a Blizzard, which is the girl from The Fault in Our Stars. I can't remember her names right now. Shailene Woodley. Uh, Rudderless, a musical indie, and The Good Lie, which I don't know what it is, but since it's our two-year anniversary, 
we're going to do something a little special and to review Seven Samurai. Yeah. The Akira Kurosani movie. One of, uh, considered one of the greatest films of all time. Watched it today, as a matter of fact. Going to be a lot to talk about. But as always, don't forget to nominate us for the podcast awards. You can email us, theredboxreport at yahoo.com. Find us on Twitter at theredboxreport. I'm on Twitter at the Oil Report. Like us on Facebook, Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. We're on Stitcher and on Letterboxd. I'm at the Oil Report. I'm at Casey Brady. And as always, have a great day. Did I abuse her or show her disdain? Why does she run from me? If I should lose her, how shall I regain the heart she has won from me? Agony beyond power of speech When the one thing you want Is the only thing out of your reach High in her tower she sits by the hour Maintaining her 